0: all right so today we gather to explore the magnificent gifts of Jesus Christ those gifts they are not just powerful but they're necessary and they're integral part of your growth to advance in God's kingdom However, it's important to recognize that the enemy seeks to cloud our understanding of these gifts and keep us from realizing our true identity in Christ. Let's dive into God's word and discover the incredible spiritual gifts he bestows upon us. So I'm going to read to you guys Romans 12, 6 and 8. And I'm going to read it because some of you guys are moving around. So I'll read the first one. Romans 12, 6 and 8 says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. Do y'all understand that? We have different gifts according to the grace that God gives us. So y'all want to know what those gifts are? Let's get into it. So the first, one of the first gifts that he gives us when we accept Jesus as our savior is, is a gift of wisdom. It's words of wisdom. So we will pray and say, God, I need some understanding. I need some insight. So the gift of wisdom is divine insight that enables us to make wise decisions and provide godly counsel in complex situations. So it's important that us as Christians ask for wisdom because we have some big decisions to make in our lives. Huge decisions. And... A lot of times we make decisions based on our flesh. We have to get out of our flesh. We have to make decisions based on our, what, what would God be pleased with? What do he want for our life? What would make sense for him? Because our flesh will make the decision to do something that's so out of order that we would think it makes sense and it don't. So that's a gift that we all need. The second gift is word of knowledge. So the ability to receive supernatural knowledge about people, situations, or objects, which isn't known through natural means. So having understanding and insight about who you're dealing with, say if um, you're in a relationship, right, and they you dating someone, you've been dating them for a long time, but you find out something that you didn't know before, that they probably hid something from you that they hear very well. But when you pray for the gift of knowledge, certain things will be revealed to you early, early on. So you'll have an insight before it get get too far or before it get out of hand. So it's very important to ask for the uh, gift of knowledge. Here's a very important one. The gift of discernment, discerning of the spirits, the capacity to perceive the, the presence and nature of spiritual forces enabling us to differentiate between good and evil spirits. So y'all know I always talk about discerning or I always talk about spirits in general, knowing who somebody is before they even tell you their name. If you are in tune, you are in tune with your spirit. You understand if something feels off about somebody. Ah, uh, it's off. Something's not right, and that something not right is you use your discernment activating to understand something that's out of order. So that's a heavy one that we really need to be praying for the gift of discernment, so you can see people for who they are. You can before they even open their mouth. Or to see a spirit trying to, a negative spirit trying to tempt you to evil before they even try it. Because if you know beforehand, you know how to deal with it. You know how to, oh, nope, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I'm not going for that. Okay? So I'm going to give y'all some other gifts. Here's another gift. These are the power gifts that I'm giving y'all right here. The gift of faith. The gift of faith is a supernatural trust in God's promises and unwavering conviction that his will shall prevail. The gift of healing, the miraculous ability to bring physical, emotional, and spiritual healing to others through power of the Holy Spirit. Here's another one. The gift of miracles. The intervention of God in extraordinary ways, defying natural laws, bringing about supernatural outcomes. So the power gifts are faith, the gift of healing and the working of miracles. So if I had to choose what gifts do I want, I need them all. I need them all. I want to be able to work some miracles in my life. I want to be able to heal the sick. I want to have supernatural faith that never doubt God. I want to be able to discern spirits. I want to be able to have understanding of people. And I want to have the knowledge to be able to perform any kind of job that I want. Okay. Here's three other gifts that are important. They're inspirational gifts. The gift of Prophecy. The gift that the gift of prophecy is speaking forth God's message with boldness, accuracy, edifying and encouraging the body of Christ. Speaking in tongues is a gift. That's the ability to speak in unknown languages under the influence of the Holy Spirit, often accompanied by interpretation. So this one is a little tricky because you I know most of us have heard people speak in tongues, but. When I was coming up in church as a child, I would hear somebody speaking in tongues and like, what is that? It was so weird to me. But as I grew older, I felt, though, oh, gosh, this person is really anointed. They know how to speak in tongues. They have a direct language to God. But I never understood what that language was. So the last gift of the inspirational gifts is the interpretation of tongues. So being able to uh know what that language is and what they're saying. Huh? Me personally, speaking in tongues is important because that's a language between you and God. But there's a fine line between that because as Christians and churches, I hear people play around with that. And and it don't feel authentic to me. And I can't decipher is this coming from your heart? Is this is it's like I'm trying to judge. Is this is this something real or something you just playing around with? So with that, I would want the interpretation. That gift, the interpretation of tongues. I would want that as a gift. Um. And I think understanding what that what the people speaking in tongues is saying. I think it would give me a better vision of what they heart feel like. What what do they really have a heart for God? Because sometimes you just don't know if it's authentic and I don't want to judge somebody's spiritual walk either, but that's a gift that I would want. Right? So if I had to choose, think about these things, guys. So all the spiritual gifts that I mentioned to you guys, if you had to choose a spiritual gift, knowing what they, what they are, What gifts would you choose? I want us to briefly think about that, and I want somebody to tell me what gifts that they would want if they had to ask God right now. What spiritual gifts would you want? Um, Can you expand on the gift of healing? Because I think that's the one I want. Oh, that's a good one. So the gift of healing is being able to bring physical, emotional, and spiritual healing to others. So say if healing a sick, laying hands on the sick. So say, say if somebody has cancer, you go and pray with them, lay hands on them, and heal them. The Bible says that we had the power to do that. Um, Another instance, the gift of healing could include... Laying your hands on the on the dead and raising the dead. As Christians, guys, a lot of us aren't taught that we have this much power. And because you guys have done so many studies with me, you know I'm going to give y'all the real. I'm going to show you the power that we all have. It's not just a special pastor or a minister or apostle or whatever the names that they have. But you have it too because you are a child of God. His word says that we have these things. All we have to do is ask for them. So are there any gifts on here that you guys would ask for today if you had the opportunity to ask? I can name them again. So there's a gift of wisdom, gift of knowledge, discerning the spirits, faith, gift of healing, miracles, prophecy, and speaking in tongues. What would y'all, just somebody tell me what gifts would you guys consider? I would consider um, speaking so one day she can speak to God. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, speaking in tongues to him. Because that's a language just with you and him. All right, seven. <laughs> I think that's the one she want, too. <laughs> yeah. I want all of them. Yes. What yeah. What do you say, my favor? So, um, to speak to God. So to speaking tongues to uh-huh. Yeah, so she would want the speaking in tongues. Can anybody else tell me which ones they would want? If, which they would want if... I want all of them. Amen. I oh, that's to me. I all yeah, that's good. Somebody move away from the phone cause it's a um, interference. It's a, um interference. So everybody mute their phone, unmute it when you want to tell me your everybody gift. Move. So somebody tell me what gifts they want. So somebody tell me what gifts they want. Hello, good. I want all of them, but i experienced some of them. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. Yeah, I would want all of them, too. Because I feel like I can use all of them for different reasons. Different circumstances in my life call for them. I don't know. Anybody else want to share what gift they would want? Erka, anybody on your end? To heal people. Mm Mm-hmm. The gift of healing. So, guess what? (laughs) All of these you have. If the ones that you're asking for tonight after you end this study, you go and pray and ask God. Tell him that's the gift you want. And he will give it to you freely. 1 Corinthians 12 and 7 says, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. So, all of us having it is for the good. Somebody read ephesians four eleven and twelve for me. I read it, okay. Okay. Which one is it again? Ephesians Efe- uh, Ephesians four, eleven and twelve. Ready? Yep. Yeah. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. So think about that, guys. These gifts, they're not just for the pastors, the evangelists, the prophets. they for everybody. His people, to equip his people. That means us, to equip everyone. So you know how sometimes you go to a church and everybody look at the, the pastor as Oh, they are they are the leader and they that only have all of the gifts and they only can do these things. These, this is the only person that can pray over you. That's absolutely false. The same power that God gave us as leaders in the ministry, he's given you. You just have to be obedient to his calling. So when we talk about spiritual gifts tonight, think about these gifts that you want and ask God for it. So I remember there was a time in my life where I asked God, I was like, man, I want to speak in tongues. And let me just be transparent with you guys. The reason why I wanted to speak in tongues, because I thought I I felt like, okay, so if I speak in tongues and other people hear it, that'll just automatically make me look like, oh, I know I'm connected to the Lord at a different level. I'm on a different playing field. Do y'all understand how wrong that is to think? But I was thinking from my flesh. I wasn't thinking spiritually that I humbly wanted that, that I humbly wanted a, a, a relationship where me and God had a connected language that nobody understood. My heart wasn't right. I wanted it just to, yeah, so I could boss up on people like, yeah, I'm I'm one of his chosen. Yeah, all of us are chosen by him. But I, I didn't have the right mindset. But now, as growing up in, in Christ that I am now, no, nah, I want it for other reasons. So just like my Kira said, she would want that language, and I believe that she would want that language because that's private with him and her. Nobody know. So that's a good reason to have it. That's a good, that that's a genuine heart. Just don't want these things to make it appear that you so connected to God that you where it it people look at you as yeah you just just profound person and you on a different playing field mm that's the wrong idea okay so the enemy's scheme let's talk about that the enemy fears the potential that lies within each one of us as believers. He seeks to whisper doubt and confusion, making us question who we are in Christ, but by obscuring the knowledge of our spiritual gifts. The enemy hopes to keep us from fulfilling our purpose and maximizing our impact for the kingdom of God. Believers, you are indispensable part of God's plan. Just as each body part has its unique function, so too are we equipped with distinct spiritual gifts to serve the body of Christ. By using these gifts, we strengthen the church. We reach the lost people. We bring glory to God. Our spiritual gifts empower us to glorify God uniquely. Our gifts complement each other, fostering unity within the body. Our individuality is celebrated and we are equipped to fulfill our divine purpose. So think about that. If you have, I know somebody told me they had the gift of healing, right? If they had the gift of healing, do you know how impactful that is in the church? Think about all the sick people you know. Just think about this. If life was this way. If we were walking truly in our power, right, as Christians, and we were taught in these mega churches and these churches worldwide that we had these gifts, right, of healing people, well, we need, will we need hospitals? Will we need medicine? See, the enemy has corrupted our minds and corrupted the churches too to make people believe that, oh, this can't happen. Oh, you can't get these gifts. So if we had, just think about the people that's on this phone, the person that had the gift of healing, do you know it's people right here on this phone that they can heal from certain things? Just think about that. If we had a person that had discernment that was on this line right now and we were all working together, do you know how we could just pick up the phone? Hey, I need you to check out this dude I'm dating. Come over here. I need the gift of discernment. You could be calling up your church buddies saying, hey, come on. I need your gift. You need." It would be as simple as that. But the enemy has corrupted our mind. So this is not even talked about in church. But glory to God, everybody that's here, they can going to get it. They're going to operate in their power. Because we're going to go back to Scripture. We're going to go back into the Word and see what it say about it. Because every gift that's here that you want, you can have tonight. You can have tonight. And in the name of Jesus, I'm claiming that you guys walk in your gift and have faith in your gift and trust your gift. Multiple gifts, not just one or two, but walking in it. Let that meditate on your spirit right now that you have a gift that can save and bring others to Christ. If somebody said man i, man, I see a change in you, I see something different about you. What is different?" And you explain explain to them, man i'm just I'm just leaning on God, I'm trusting God, and I'm walking in my gifts. I'm using my gifts to bring change to my life. Do you know how impactful it'll be? Do you know how many people that will be joining our studies every week? Glory to God, our studies have increased so much every week. We had so many more people than uh, we had the week before. So grateful for it. But if people see us as an example, wouldn't you think they would want to inquire about that? It's important that we understand that. If we don't use these gifts, you're locking. You're never moved forward in Christ. You can't stay a babe in Christ forever. We can't stay just getting baby teaching. And when I say baby teaching, I'm talking about stuff you learned in vocation, vacation Bible study. Jesus in a manger. Okay, so what happened after he came out of the manger? And how how did he live? And what did he leave for us when he left this world? When he died on the cross and then rose from the dead, what happened? It's time for us as people to get past that and move up. Because remember, like last week, I said something about us operating in 4D, the fourth dimension. We can't solve these problems in our lives because all of us have problems. All of us have issues. And sometimes your friends, your family, they can't help you with your problems. Only God can. But you want to use your gifts at every chance that you can. Because you're not operating in your gift. It's a disservice to yourself. It's a disservice to yourself. So right now for me, I'm walking in my spiritual gift. I'm trying. I'm walking in discernment every day. Oh, no. I want to be able to see a witch when, know a witch when I see a witch. No, I'm not messing with them. They got a bad spirit on them. No, I want to be able to see a person for who they are. I want understanding. I want the gift of knowledge. I want to walk in supernatural faith. And a blessed thing that I'm experiencing Doing this walk right now is' seeing people other people walking in supernatural faith, and I'm looking like how how you do that and they just trust in God, trust in God, and I want to have supernatural faith. I have faith in God, but it can be it can be increased, and I don't care what title I have I'm telling you it can be increased. all of these gifts give them to me. So consider when you going over and think about all the spiritual gifts, think about accepting all of them. And what would your life look like if you were using your spiritual gifts? So one would ask me, how do you use your spiritual gifts? Can somebody answer that? Because I can answer it for you guys. But I want to see who's been paying attention. How can you use these spiritual gifts? What do you need? Anybody on here want to tell me? Somebody chime in. What do y'all need to use these spiritual gifts? I think you need faith and leech. You need what? You need to believe mm-hmm. that you have these gifts in the first place. Mm-hmm. And you need to pray and have faith. hmm Yep. Anybody else? I agree with have faith. hmm hmm So here's another thing, and I spoke about this on Sunday. For those that uh, wasn't on Sunday, I want y'all to go back And listen to Sunday's message on the Truth Revealed. Oh, my God, it was so powerful, y'all. But this is what you need, right? So in order to activate any gift that God gives us freely, we have to subdue the flesh. So subdue the flesh means suppress the flesh, operate on a spiritual level, right? So how do we subdue the flesh? Simple way to subdue the flesh. Fast and pray. So you know when your stomach starts growling when you're fasting? Your body is telling you, I'm hungry. You need to feed me. Your spirit tells your body, you're not eating right now. I'm going to focus and pray to God and spend time with him. When your body is doing the speaking, your spirit, your spirit is quiet. So you have to subdue the flesh. Do y'all understand what they mean? That means because I could break it down deeper for y'all if y'all don't quite understand that. If you understand it, let me know. No, what that mean? Okay. It to huh? Somebody says something. Into the word. Yeah. Into the word. Yeah. Yeah. So fasting. turn your plate down. We're not eating from this time right here with that. We're going to say uh, we're not eating from six to six when your body is telling you, you hungry. No, you tell your mind, your mind controls your body. Your spirit controls your body. Remember, your body is just a shell for your spirit. So your spirit should control your body. Not your body controlling your spirit. So when your body telling you you hungry, you digging in that word, like Felicia said. Mm-mm, nope, I'm fasting. This time I'm giving to God because I want to hear something from him. Or I want to do something in the supernatural. So here's a trick. It's not even a trick. I, I take that back. Um, it's something that I practice. I try to practice regularly. When I want to hear from God, I don't eat. I stay in the word. I pray around the clock. Right? I'm quiet in my body. I'm channeling all of my energy to God only. And I'm staying in my word. When you do that, you can hear everything around you. You can see the things are being revealed to you. Because everything else is quiet. So that's how you tap into, if you're trying to get some understanding, you're trying to hear from God, fast. Some even demonic curses are broken through fasting. Some of them can only be broken through fasting and praying. So here's the thing. Witches and warlocks. When you hear people say, I'm a vegan, I do yoga, they're witches and warlocks. Yoga is demonic positioning, okay? That's not of God, right? So the demonic people and Satan understand what fasting does. A lot of them eat clean. A lot of them fast. You hear them fast for 30, 40 days. They doing that. Because they understand, oh, their spirit can operate if they suppress everything else. So when you see them people, you'll be like, oh, they'll tell you, oh, I'm so spiritual. Oh, yeah, I burn candles and light incense. That's not of God. That is not Christianity. They're channeling. They understand the spirit what the spiritual gifts are. See, it's the Christians that don't understand that we have these powers. See, the devil just demonic and he's a copycat. So anything that the Christians do, they got something to do the opposite. They understand manifestation. You'll hear them say, oh, yeah, I'm manifesting this in my life. And it comes to pass. You know why it comes to pass? Because they have faith and believe that it will. And they're fasting. They praying over candles and stuff and having satanic rituals and burning sage. If you don't believe, do your homework. So I want y'all to think about all of the people that you probably have met in your past and ask them, are you a Christian? Do you know what the word of God says? The word of God says, you don't need none of that. Oh, fast and pray and connect with me. You can have every gift you need. You don't need to put no rosary around. You don't need to burn no sage. You don't have to burn no candles. You don't need no rosary on your arm. You don't need none of that. Why? Because God is available to you freely. And he's giving you the power if you understand it. Any questions about that? Yeah, how long are you supposed to fast? So... Fasting, you can fast how long you want to. So here's the thing. Before, this is what I do. This is what I do, right? I would ask God. God, I'm trying to. I, I need to hear from you and you only. I need, I need some clarification on some things. I'm, I need to connect with you. I'm ready to fast. He may prompt you to fast and tell you. I, me, what I do, I automatically do six to six. But I have friends that do full consecration. Full consecration is they don't eat for days sometimes. So I would suggest that if anybody that wants to fast to break any type of spiritual ties or covenants and bondages that are not of God, I would tell them to fast and pray first for their deliverance. Um, I would say... Face maybe start six to six. Maybe seven to seven. Four hours. You can commit whatever you want. See, for me, I started slow. I said, you know what? Every day I used to have one egg for breakfast, orange juice, walk out the door, vitamins walk out the door. During the lunchtime I'll have a basic lunch. I said, you know what? I'ma cut that off. I'ma be hungry. But I'm going to cut that off. I'm going to commit that time to just fasting, maybe 8 to 12. So I started out slow. I did 8 to 12. I was starving. It felt like because I made the commitment, God, I'm going to fast from 8 to 12 for you. And doing from 8 to 12, I'm going to be in full prayer. Every time my stomach growls, every time I I think about food, I'm going to go in full prayer. I will be going through it, guys. I mean, hungry, like stomach never growled this bad before. But the enemy knows that. So your body, remember, this flesh is not willing. Our spirit is willing to do whatever it need, what God called us to do. But the flesh is not. So you, it was so hard the first time. It was hard. Sometimes I still struggle with fast. Sometimes I'll, I want to do a full consecration fast where I don't eat nothing for three, four days and just be in full consecration and pray, it's so difficult. I'm going to get there. I'm not there yet, but I'm going to get there eventually. But it's a battle. Again, it's a battle with my flesh because guess what? Guess what my body telling me? Oh, my God, Tish, you need to take your allergy pills. you want to be sneezing. You need to take. No, I can't do this. I can't. Yeah, that's what the flesh was telling me. But it's time for me and everybody else to operate in the supernatural. So sometimes you are going to have to go hard. You got to go hard for Christ. We go hard for everybody else but Christ. We have friends right now that they picked up the phone and called us. We were jumping out our cars and be right there at the aid. Hey, what's wrong? What can I do for you? How can I help you? You okay? We do not even show that much admiration for Christ. Think about that. The loyalty that we show the people, we don't even give God half that. And he died for us. That's something to think about. So when it comes to fasting, I keep that in the forefront. Man, he, he died for me. And I need deliverance from this thing. Yeah, I like to eat pumpkin seeds every day. I wake up in the middle of the night craving pumpkin seeds and go to the royal farms and get pumpkin seeds. I need deliverance, God. Let me fast. I mean, it can be simple as that because you have to keep you have to keep this in the, in the back of your mind that your spirit is fighting against your flesh. Your spirit want to do what's right. Your flesh don't. So who you going to let control you, your flesh or your spirit? Because guess what? Think about it. It's just like a drug addict, right? A drug addict, the body is telling them, yeah, they want to get high. They want to get high. They want to get high. They have to get high. They spirit telling them, no, nah, no, I want to do right. I don't wanna, I don't want to get high no more. So what is happening? The spirit and the flesh is fighting against each other. Right? So who's going to win? Your spirit or your flesh? So that's the choice that we have to make as Christians. But we have to be taught that. It's so many years that I sat in church and did not even know these things. I didn't even know how to pray for a long time. I didn't even know what fasting was, not even on, in my thoughts. I would go to church every Sunday, not get nothing. Sometimes you would ask people, oh, they went to church today, ask them, oh, what happened at church? They don't even know. They can't even tell you what happened. But in Jesus Christ's name, we going to get what we supposed to get in here. I'm going to continue to give y'all the stuff that we don't get in churches in Jesus' name. Any questions about that? Any questions about spiritual gifts? Fasting. Here's your opportunity. Okay. As we reflect on the incredible gifts Christ offers us, remember that his life on earth exemplified purpose, power, and love. Purpose, power, and love, y'all. So that's what we want to exemplify, exemplify purpose, power, and love. Just as Jesus embraced his identity, let's step into the fullness of who we are in him. Embrace your gifts, for they hold the power to transform lives, bring healing and usher in God's kingdom on earth. Before we conclude, right? If you're here today and desire to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and invite, I invite you to pray with me. So I'm going to say the prayer. You can say it to yourself. If this is your first time, if you need salvation, if you don't, disregard and then I'll talk about some uh, few things and close us out. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe in you and acknowledge that you are the son of God. I confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness. I invite you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for your grace, love and the gift of salvation. In Jesus' name. All right? Let us continue to seek him, guys. Walk boldly in our gifts and illuminate this world with love and power. Remember, you are a vital part of God's kingdom and your gifts matter immensely. God bless y'all. Amen. As I close, right, I want y'all, um, everybody that's here, if you, I want everybody to go back and think about this. Go back and listen to this study again. It'll be uploaded sometime tonight.